Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Blog Podcast. Uh, I am your host for tonight, John Anderson. Um, our usual host, Cam, has, has succumbed to toothache. Uh, he, is, he's, uh, he's, he seems to be struggling a wee bit. So we wish you all the best, Cam. We'll promise not to mock you too much. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the role of substitute teacher tonight, which one of our panel... We'll probably have to get used to being one of those as well for, for a wee while. Uh, good evening, Johnny. Good evening. I've been doing uh, basically doing substitute teacher all week this week. So. <laughs> so, so you'll be used to the dynamic that we're going to have here, whereby you uh, guys play up like you wouldn't play up with Cammy's. Well, actually, no, that's not true at all. But um, play up worse. But um, I don't have the authority, but then I encourage you. We have a lot. Of, you know, there's all yeah. things could happen. Awesome. All bets are off. Um, Do we also, have to call you Mr. Anderson or are you going to be like the cool substitute teacher? And you're oh, like, no, just call me John. 
Just call me, call, call me Jay. Don't even call me John. Call me Jay. Jay, yeah. I'm Mr. Jay, you know. Um, no, definitely the cool substitute teacher. Um, so, yeah, as as the uh, astute listeners and those watching tonight will have noted, we have Ian Hay sporting a very interesting line stop there. Buddy, I didn't know you. I didn't know you had one of those. Uh, yeah, I got it for free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, no, it's a 2017 one. I got I got it for free when I ordered a warrior stop off like oh, Love of Sports or something. Nice, nice. Uh, right, free top. And you know, uh it's it's nearly laundry day. And I'm away <laughs> I'm, I'm away I'm away at the weekend um got up to Inverness for oh, yeah. for a for a wadden. So Are you back in Sunday? I mean uh yes. Aye, good. Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's bass lines to be played. There's, there's bass um, to be played. There's riffs to be smashed. No, uh, I haven't, I haven't practiced. Um, no, there's sadly. a really good donut shop in Inverness that you should stop at on your way down and take some to practice with you. Well, do. There you go, Johnny. That's why you're on this podcast for ideas like that. <laughs> for donut recommendations. Well, well done, sir. Well done. Anyway, good evening, all. Um, th- thank you for coming along and joining us. Um, you'll see the wee banner at the bottom here. If you're on the audio, you won't. Hap. Um, but yeah, you can get involved. Head over to Scottish Rugby, uh, the Scottish Rugby blog. See some of the some of the articles on there, and you can also get access to the old old podcast. We are on episode 181. Can you actually believe that? Think of some of the stuff we've been through on this podcast, Ian, and they're still letting us put this out. It is quite spectacular. So 181. My best efforts. You've, you've, I mean, yeah, like. You, you, you remind me a lot of, you know, brain and pinky in the brain trying to take over the world, but just always <laughs> just falling short of that one master plan that's going to finally... thing we do every night, John. <laughs> trying to take over the pod. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got... Um, We've got a fairly packed agenda tonight. Uh, we'll give Andy his usual shout out, Andy Lone. Good evening, Cammy and the gang. That's a great name for a 90s uh, funk band, I would say. Um, sorry to disappoint you, Andy. It is, in fact, my my, my good self. Um, you can also, if you are interested in any of this patter, or you want to hear some Hands of the Rock, where we do a little bit of sweary sweaties, um, you can go over to patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. You can support the podcast for three quid a month. Um, <coughs> you to get a pint for that these days. Um, head over and, uh, yeah, put, put, put your put your money in and it helps, helps us uh, kind of continue to produce this world-class content that we do. <laughs> um, you will get exclusive episodes. And, and, and maybe get me a, a good light at some point. Exactly, yeah. Look, look yeah. we could do... Do we have sad music? I don't know. I'm not used to the setup, so but if we had sad music, we could do this. Sponsor an Ian Hay. Get him some good lighting. <laughs> if you want to see the, Ian in colour. In credits the incredible Hulk, sad music. That's what we need to play with that. We did, yeah. It'll be hiding somewhere in here, but uh, I, I don't want to press too many buttons because I'm scared what happens. <laughs> like, you know, you know how badly this goes. Uh, so, will will we will we move swiftly, swiftly on to the probably the main topic of of the uh, of discussion? Um, Scotland, Australia at the weekend uh, on Sunday, obviously. Um, Scotland ran out victors ran out would, it, would that be fair Ian <laughs> or was it squeaked out um, crawled out but in a professional in a professional marine style manner like they've done it before 
sh- shimmied along and then uh, I'll, I'll slop elbows down. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was rough. I think it's fair to see. Yeah, I tell you what though, Ian said shimmy down in a really manner like they've done it before. They haven't really done it before because up until very yeah. recently, we would have lost that game. Yeah, but that's so why it feels like a bit of a. Feels like a pleasant surprise. Point. It did. It did seem like a, yeah, and I think and Cammy made the point actually in our, our group chat earlier on. Uh, I mean, I would say if you're well enough to chat, you're well enough to pod. But you know, that's maybe just the school teacher in me coming out. You know, um, I got I got eleven syringes of that amalgam stuff in my tooth this afternoon, and I'm here. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, exactly. Yes, they they just don't they don't they don't breed them the same way down in that barrack, do they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Cammy was making the point though that we don't. You know, the way the players celebrated afterwards, um, yeah, like during the game, there's a lot of energy. The players were very kind of pumped, um, really, really up for it. But the way they celebrated afterwards, it was, um, to your point, Johnny, it was quite not subdued, but it was kind of like matter of fact. Mm. Did I catch you just as you took a drink of drink? Yeah. Of <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you're absolutely bang on. And, uh, and it is a bit like, you know, not that long ago, if we'd have won a game like that against a team like Australia, we'd be going mental about it. And they do; they did seem to be a bit more professional this time. I think it's a bit of a change in mindset. I hope. Yeah, we're kind of I, getting into it now. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair. And I think Hamish Watson spoke after the game, Ian, um, when he was interviewed for his latest man of the match, mm-hmm. um, and he said he said something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing slightly. He said, "We're doing something special here." Did, do you get that feeling? Uh, yeah, because that's an Australia team that have, have been on the up, and you know they have been praised for their attacking play, and we know how good Dave Rennie um, can be at that. And we stifled them; we stopped them playing. All right, fair enough. They're missing guys like Corbetti and uh, Carreri, but we're missing our first choice locks, uh, for example. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an encouraging performance. Uh, you know, one thing I was worried about was the line out. Um, especially you know Rod and uh, Rory Arnold. Rory Arnold's a giant, um, and so you know they're, they're pretty handy. And ours were um, wasn't exactly our first choice uh, lock pairing. And then of course you and Ashman came on. What the hell? What an impact he made! Yeah, if you're if you're looking for a dream debut from Ashman, one one a Toji style flap over a ball aside, it was it was the absolute dream, Johnny, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. Um, I think sort of midway through the first half, inside our own 22, he chucked a line out to a, a receiver coming on in the backs. Yep. And from basically from there on, I was like, he's got this absolutely <laughs> nailed Because like, like, obviously, you know, when you come when you come on that early and it's your first game, I, I'm fairly sure I'm not the only one that was going, oh dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that line out was only on about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and yeah, someone was coming in from sort of basically the 10 12 channel, and Ashman hit him on the run on a line out in our own 22. And I was just like, oh, okay, I think you'll be fine then. Yeah, so I, I was saying, what we'll, what we'll do is we'll just kind of we'll go through the team um, and we'll, we'll kind of just have a, a chat about maybe some of the key points that have come out because there ha- there ha- there's been a few things have kind of uh, kind of stood out as, as being potential uh, talking points, but. Um, uh, Pierre, Pierre Schumann, 
Um, I mean, done exactly what he says with the team. Uh, yeah. Stood up well. Great performance. No, no complaints. Yeah, so, backed uh, up his uh, good debut. With, uh, he backed up a bang average debut with a uh, with a, a significant performance against a world class team. So last week, when I said when I was standing when I was sitting at the game, there was a few people on debut who I thought looked a, a half second too slow. They were getting pushed around in the breakdown and stuff. Shumi was one of them, but I was too scared of all the Edinburgh fans to like bash an Edinburgh <laughs> player two weeks in a row. But some step up because he was like against Tonga, there was the occasional breakdown where he'd be standing looking and someone would come and push him out. And he, so he'd be posted and someone would push him over, or he'd be, he'd be luck inspecting and someone would send him the other way. Um, but he seems to have sorted that out really quick because he was no problems with that at all on Saturday, Sunday evening. So, so, speaking of Edinburgh fans, it's like if, if you say, say their name three times, they appear. Here he is himself. It's Craig Manson, everybody. Oh, I heard someone was slagging off Shum, uh, the greatest Schumann, and I thought no. I better get myself. I, it was like a bat signal <laughs> in, the, in the in the in the shape of a long-haired prop, and I thought I better get my, my I better get my backside on this podcast. I, th- I think, uh, point of correction, I think there w- it wasn't so much uh, criticism as more just an observation uh, that he had definitely stepped up this weekend and was, was very impressive. He's always impressive, to be brutally honest with you. Um, <laughs> just because you like uh, his <laughs> <laughs> But it's beautiful. It's just because yeah, I'm jealous. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think it's, it's, it's difficult. I think, obviously... Last last week was a bit kind of just uh, wishy washy because I think it was an easier an easier team to to take it to. Um, whereas uh, this this week it was definitely um, it was definitely going to be something that you'd have to work hard at. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. He did step up. He played incredibly well. Beautiful soft hands for that try for uh, Ashman's try. Yeah. So that that actually moves us on really nicely. Obviously, George Turner started the game. Um, Took, took what looked like quite a sore one in the ribs, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll actually we'll, call, we'll concentrate on, on you. We've already mentioned what a debut that try, Johnny. That try, <laughs> what a like the, the athleticism for a front row. I've played 20 years on the wing and fullback, and I've never finished a try like that. Unbelievable. Just, just uh, yeah, and I think I guess it's kind of what you said, you know, right? So if you come away from your debut at Hooker and that that's that's what you take away from it, you score an absolute world day in the corner, then yeah, that's a decent debut. But the fundamentals were there, the basics were there, and there was a confidence about him. He he seemed he just didn't seem overawed by the occasion at all. And it's interesting, Ian. Um it actually, there's been chat in the press afterwards. He was, he was commenting on his first cap, and he was just basically saying, "I was just panicking. I was, I was like <laughs> trying not to cry all day and things." And it's, it's quite refreshing to hear that. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, one of these that uh, you know, because he's not born and bred, he's obviously not feeling it for Scotland. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't suppose he's another one of these converted sevens, is he? <laughs> we finish him like that. That was quite impressive. Um, no, it's uh, you know it's, it's lovely to see somebody so excited, and also to top it off, you know to you know he, he, maybe he's one of these guys that performs better with a wee bit of nerves in him. Right, right. No, I, I think I think that's a very valid point, and I think um, 
you know, I'd obviously been touting him before, uh, before, before when the squad was announced as well. And and I think, I think he's a real prospect for us. He's been going well this season, and um, it's a position that's really with. Uh, I don't like to say that George Turner's made a glass, but he's certainly made of, you know, probably quite a an inflexible slate at the moment, and you know, it shatters quite a lot. Um, it's a position that's up for grabs, Craig. Would you? What hooker? Yeah, um, I think there's the, I think you're starting to see the youngsters coming through, though. I think I think George Turner's really doing an incredibly uh, good job. He's started to settle himself down. One week he's he's phenomenal, the other week he's a bit kind of here, there, and everywhere. I think Ash Ashman will will we'll have to see how he's going to pre- perform if he's if he's allowed to play this weekend or the week or or the Japan weekend. Um, I think McAnally not being in the squad at all um, was telling, and there was no nobody had said he was there was an injury with him. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so that's a, a fairly telling thing. And if you, uh, and then you know, although I have seen pictures today of Dave Cherry training um, and things like that. So there's to go right back to your original point, which I've talked completely round round about in a circle. <laughs> um, it is open for grabs. I think uh, what I would say though is this is the autumn internationals. Ashman and and George Turner. Um, if Turner's fit to come back, um, all, all the indication as he is. So yeah. Well, uh, you know, this is an ideal opportunity to let them, you know, to give them a, a, a go against um, the world champions. You know. Yeah, so we've 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 covered two 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 thirds of the, the starting front row. Let's talk about Xander, shall we? <laughs> so, on the positive side, set piece went very well. Uh, seemed seemed to certainly have uh, James Slipper um, on toast uh, with probably a little bit of Nutella just in the side, just to be sure. Um, <laughs> the the elephant in the room, and I'll come to you first, Ian Hay. Um, the incident where where the Australian uh, try got chalked off and Zanbags um, <laughs> got got involved. Um, talk, talk us through the incident and give us your view. Uh, well, he, he appears to have grabbed Michael Hooker right by the face, hasn't he? In a, in a face hugger like motion. Um, I don't think. I mean, I don't know if this is any kind of mitigating circumstance. I don't think any of his fingers actually go near Hooper's eyes. His gum shield that he's holding does go near the eyes. I don't know if that makes it any better, um, like less eye gougy in World Rugby's eyes. Uh, well, eyes if they, you know, if they've got Xander's gum shield in them. Um, but yeah, it wasn't clever. Um, he'd been, you know, he'd been involved as per usual in the first half already, um, and you know, he's almost lucky that he didn't get the penalty reversed or. Get some kind of sanction himself for that. Yeah, and so to play devil's advocate, Johnny, which um, Xander Ferguson's just seen his brother be clubbed uh, by a swinging arm. Um, is it not good that we're seeing Scotland players standing up for each other and wanting to wanting to protect their mates? You know, you're taught from a very early age in a rugby park, you, you're a team, you'll stand up for each other. Yeah, and actually we were watching it on Sunday uh, and as the incident unfolded, uh, my wife turned around and said, it must be great being Matt Fagerson and having Xander as your big brother running around the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point, but then on the flip side of that point, 
almost before you're taught about having your teammates' backs, you're taught to not put your fingers in anyone's eye. So yeah. it swings and roundabouts. And even if he didn't, even if he didn't mean it, and we like, I hate intent because it's so badly misused. You still can't put your hand on somebody's face, and if and if your finger goes in, if you put your hand on someone's face and your finger goes in the eye, then you're in trouble, and you just shouldn't be doing it in the first place. I, think, I like I, think, I like I like the motivation and I like the fact that they're like ready to back each other up, but do it without putting your fingers near someone's eyes. Yeah, there's an element of just being a bit dull and a bit stupid, really, with that that type of behaviour. Uh, Craig, so I think probably the biggest surprise thus far is that despite what looks like you know we've probably all all seen the the pictures and the videos and. Um, we saw it live and it didn't look clever live. It's, it seems not to have been cited. Seems to have, so far, like at time at time of recording, seems to have got away with it. Um, given World Rugby's um, usually quite jumpy about these things, um, huge surprise. Um, I have to say it's not to me. Um, <laughs> first things first. Um, I'd like to see Xander Ferguson looked absolutely out out this world on the weekend. I think he going around the park, um, he was fabulous around the park. He was a, a huge step up. Johnny was talking about a step up for um, Schumann. I think uh, the same happened. Same happened with Xander. Um, I think it, honestly, I was I was looking at all the press on it and all the Twitter reaction and everything that's going on, and I think it's a real storm in a teacup because. I, Honestly, I think Hooper's been doing something and he's done that and said, get out my way. Or get get back on you. And, and he, he's, caught, he's caught his face. Yes, he's caught his face. And he's just shoved. Not really thinking about where his fingers are, not knowing where, not thinking where his gum shield is. I honestly, and I think um, I think both uh, World Rugby and any, any sanctioning body has gone, yeah, just as everyone says, on the minute anybody um, gets uh, red carded for for a shoulder challenge or a high tackle that hits the head, um, people say, "Ah, but if you slow it down to to um, to slow motion, it looks far worse than it is." And I think it's far. It looks far worse than it is. You can make that look really bad because you're stopping it. Um, and you're stopping it at the right point. I think I honestly think it's a it's a non thought. Get out my way. And he shoved his face. I don't. I honestly don't think that Xander's going. I'm going to poke this guy in the eye because I think it's a great idea. Um, so I, I honestly think it's a I think that the 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 um, the site and commission has has probably just written it off and said. And I agree with them. You know, I I would probably reverse this. I I I disagree. I think it actually was worthy of of, of sanction personally. Um, the way I was thinking about it earlier on, I was talking to a few folk about it, and like if Owen Farrell done that, we would we would probably all to a man be sitting here wanting a public execution. Uh, we would have wanted them in stock, like stocks outside Moneyfield. So, I think, like objectively looking at it, you know, you can understand. I know the Australians are very upset about it as well, but you know, gives <coughs> a hoot about that. Um, but. You know, I just, I just I thought it was really Xander Fagerson has come a long way in the last few years, and the Zan bags, uh, you know, we laugh and we joke about it. I think it has improved. Um, to me, it was just really, really stupid. And putting your hand anywhere near anyone's face is 
you're running a huge risk. Um, and, you know, you've seen, I, I, I was kind of thinking, I know it's slightly different, but I was thinking of uh, Ollie Kebble's red card against Edinburgh a, a couple of seasons ago when he threw, <laughs> threw Henry Purgos. And it was just, it was just a get out of my way, you little so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he got a red card, and we all agreed at the time, you know, it was stupid and probably was worthy of a red card. Um, I don't think Fagerson's necessarily all that different to that, in that you're putting contact with the face, you know, yeah, it's not going to injure anyone. But let's, you know, let's let's kind of wind it back because this incident obviously all came about uh, because Australia, Michael Hooper, uh, Scotland having just scored Michael Hooper doing what Hooper does and dragging his Australian team uh, from the doldrums scored what looked like a perfectly legitimate try until the slow-mo replay comes in and shows um, well contact with Matt Fagerson's would you say chin? I mean uh, Ian it's a bit, a bit uh, it's a swinging arm and there was a double movement contact with the head though seemed harsh <coughs> Um, yeah, it's like when Platt was explaining it, he's sort of like, I have to, god damn it, I have to. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it seems like it's an unnecessary clear out. I've seen some Australians say that, oh, but you know, Fagerson's lying illegally in the rock, he's only just made the tackle, he's actually trying to get out of the way, he's you know, back. Yeah, he's, he's right at the road. Um, it, yeah, it seems like a pointless clear out. It's dangerous. It's you know, it's a dangerous angle to try and go in at. He's kind of lucky he's not hit him harder. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just a tiny contact. So, but would a penalty have been sufficient? What with what with the the flow charts and that? <laughs> um, it has to be. Uh, um, Sorry, just read a comment in the bottom corner. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it seems like this. Um, I, I think a penalty would have been sufficient. Johnny, as, as someone who's probably avoided going into the, that type of clear out for his whole career, um, that, that must have been. What, what was your take on it? Okay, firstly, I'm hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to dish it out evenly. I just don't, uh, don't want to be biased, you know. Yeah. Secondly, I do think it's a bit weird that two things that happened in, in basically the same incident. On the one hand, we're saying, yeah, we don't think the Australian players being malicious and trying to come in and smash Matt in the head, but the way he enters the rock, he does hit him, and you can't do that. So a yellow card's probably fair enough. And yeah, we don't think Xander is deliberately trying to get. Hooper's eye, but you can't be swinging your hand at somebody's face. And if he did get his eye, oh, it's not his fault. He didn't mean to get it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if that if we're saying it wasn't malicious, but it's a yellow card because that's the way the laws work, then at the same time we have to be saying, well, Xander might not have been trying to get him in the eye, but if he did, he's got to face the consequences because that's how the laws work, basically. Yeah, I I think so a lot of the commentary after that incident so there was uh, for, for those of you who watched the game there, there was a really good interaction between uh, Michael Hooper and and Roman Platt and it, uh, I'll come at you Craig I I personally found like so people have actually praised Michael Hooper's the way he approached that incident I was left kind of 
actually a bit uh, a bit sour at the way he's spoken to the ref and the way he's kind of it just didn't sit, sit right for me and it just came across as very whiny and I don't know like would that have had an impact for the rest of the game because Roman Platt certainly didn't seem to let's say most 50-50s went Scotland's way yeah, well, I think I think Pat um, is one of those one of those um, refs that once uh, once things settle down, um, you he's he's going to lean a certain way if he's if someone else is being fairly in his face, he, he does tend to lean the other. Scotland have learned that many many times. Um, I think uh, I think going back to the actual issue is I think the problem we have is that. And I'll, I'll go back on what I've said. I guess Johnny's correct. Um, I think the Australian player painted a really bad picture yeah. when he came in. I don't think it was a yellow card because I don't think he it, it was a it was a strong hit to the you know he scuffed the chin. In fact, just to be took off his probably prepubescent beard uh, <laughs> with his with his hand. But the problem is he he went in so aggressively and he painted such a bad picture that it, it, that no matter what strike to the you know how heavy or how much of a scuff or whether he actually did he, he looked like he was going in and it was a swinging arm. I think Roman Platt, you're right. I I, I kind of messaged you guys when I found out that Roman Roman Platt was um, uh, when he was going to be the ref. I'm thinking, oh, here we go, Scotland are going to. Going to get the rough end of the stick here, but um, I think Cooper did. He's tried to swing. He's um, he's uh, I've played this how how many however many caps he's had, and he's one of the top international cap players in the world. Tried to swing that swing that around a little bit with Pat, and uh, I, I thought he was disrespectful at the time, and uh, and I wasn't. You know, I thought I think you know. I, I, you're looking at your 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 leaders to be a little bit more respectful and be role models for the team, and I just didn't think it was. Uh, it was it was Virgin on South African whiny. <laughs> I'm sure we will come on to that at some point in the in, in the next hour or so. Um, so mo- moving moving on. So we we actually we said we arrived, Craig. We thought uh, you know we we were down to let's let's be kind and say second second choice, maybe third choice, second row. Um, as a combination, it was it was. I, I thought it was really well balanced. I thought Grant Gilchrist done exactly what he was there to do. He's, you know, he's a line out operator, done a good job. Yeah. Uh, I really like, I really like Sam Skinner. And actually, I was really annoyed because I saw some of the reviews that kind of come through and it was like talking about Skinner saying, oh, he wasn't very good in the loose. He missed a tackle for the, for the Australia's uh, try. It's like, well, yeah, it, but I, no, he was, he was very dynamic, I thought. So, um, but I'll come to you first, Johnny. Um, as as depth goes, relying on Grant Gilchrist, who has countless caps, and um, Sam Skinner, who plays for Exeter, uh, and is one of the the kind of you know has has won big trophies. It's not too bad for Scotland, really. No, it's definitely not. And um, and yeah, to be honest, when the when the team came out. You looked at that team last week, you were like front row, amazing, back row, amazing, half backs, amazing, centers look great, back three looks really exciting, second row, eh. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> they did both play really well. Um, Skinner was maybe a bit too far on the edge at the breakdown a few times, gave away a few penalties there. 
but they're they're not rubbish players. Do you know what I mean? And for them to be, they are like they are probably our third and fourth choice second rows. I would say. I'd reckon Johnny Gray and Scott Cummings go ahead of both of them. Um, but for yeah, for them to be the the third and fourth choice and the ones we've got available, I thought they played really well. Yeah, and obviously, uh, Craig, we've as as of a certain uh, club persuasion have had our say about Grant Gilchrist quite a few times on here. Um, you you you've you've defended him. You've you know you've you've stood by him and quite proud to see a, a very decent performance. I think I, I think he his performance is what we expect uh, as Edinburgh supporters. Um, uh, we see it every week, you know, most weekends. Um, the only thing that goes against Grant Gilchrist is he's a dash hand owner. Um, so yep. uh, that's that's about it. Um, no, I I think he, he does really well. I would have actually liked to see more of Hodgson. I thought Hodgson when he came on made a difference, um, and uh, it's really exciting to see. And to, but on the other side of things, as you just said, you know, um, Skinner plays for Exeter. He, it's not it's not a um, he doesn't come from a bad team. Um, they're just dubious in a set other ways. Um, <laughs> but if you look at um, for me, for us sitting there scratching our chins, going, we've got a second row crisis within Scotland. To have those as our backup, I think is pretty damn good. Um, and uh, I, I, I thought they performed incredibly well. I think we only what we only we only lost what one one liner. I think they, they managed to get their hand to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so m- moving moving on into the back row, um, probably. I think I think <coughs> maybe fair to say that that's probably Scotland's first choice back row now, pretty settled. Um, obviously, uh, Hamish Watson was man of the match. He got the got the, the Scotland try from, um, shall we say, innovative play um, on 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 the edge of the new flying V regulation. Well, you know, living on the edge is uh, <laughs> where you got to be. Uh, but, uh, well, that involved Jamie Ritchie, who um, as I was just looking up the lineouts that's here, took the most lineouts for Scotland, seven lineouts. Um, I thought Ritchie had a very good game. Um, I agree. So some people have sort of just gone, ah, he was under the radar, but you know he was uh, whooping and hollering, getting everyone g'd up. Oh, how, as per- how good was that to see, though? Oh, it's brilliant. Glorious I stuff. think being captain last week's kind of really g'd him up a bit, or co-captain anyway. Yeah, it definitely there seemed to be an energy about him. You, the, the way he was, he was roaring every decision, and it was, it was great. And you know, Craig, with the best will in the world, when players are trying to generate that type of energy, when the stadium was, you know, had ten men and a dog in it, it doesn't quite have that impact. But do you think maybe the crowds? The crowd respond to that sort of behaviour, and you know, you see sixty-seven thousand people uh, roaring it back at you. It certainly has an impact. Very much so. You just need to see uh, see um, the the greatest showman, and he's uh, throwing his you know his fist pumps, and you look at um, uh, I think who else was it? Was it Matt? Was it Matt Ferguson or um, that was celebrating as well at one point when we got a scrum penalty. So I think I think the crowd had everything and everything to do with it. I think it, it you know you can't but but react. You cannot but react if you know what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I you, mean, you, no. 
you, you have to react to that sort of that sort of input from sixty-seven thousand people, um, and I think uh, Jamie Ritchie's one of those people who feeds off that. Um, he's certainly not a quiet captain, that's for sure. As soon as I saw Jamie and Hoggy crying at the anthem, I had a feeling that we were maybe going to do it on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think Stuart Hogg is always quite emotional at the anthems for, for you know reasons that have been discussed previously. Um, but yeah, it was good to see you know again Jamie Ritchie. I agree with you, Johnny. I think I think having that co-captaincy, we've always spoken about Jamie Ritchie as a future Scotland captain, a real you know a real leader. <clears throat> within that group, but to actually just have the opportunity to do it, I think we've often said Jamie Ritchie occasionally can, what's the phrase, can we use, lose the heat a wee bit, but it just seems like he's he's very he knows exactly what he's doing, I think he communicates so well with the referee as well um, which is really important when you've got your captain 55 metres behind you um, standing under the posts so I think it's really good, uh, Richie, and he settled right into that sixth row as well. Because I, I think I'd mentioned, pretty, and I, you know, he kind of started as a seven, um, and it's probably converted because you kind of get past the mesh. There's no passing the machine. Absolutely none whatsoever. As Johnny just gulps down on whatever he's drinking. cup as well. How about that? I'm going to try and so that next time Johnny Johnny takes a big scoop, I'll ask him a really difficult question again. Can uh, I just put it out there though? Um, I, I see Jamie Ritchie as uh, World Cup captain. It's not a bad shout. It's yeah. not a bad shout. Um, it'll be Jamie Ritchie or Finn Russell. Nah, he'll, stick, he'll stick with Hulk. Yeah, he probably will stick with Hulk. To be fair. Um, mo- moving but on. next cab off the rank, but. Moving on to the half half backs, it was the return of the the British and Irish Lions. Ian, you've got the strip on just to celebrate. Uh, it was <laughs> it was the return of the bromance. Ali and Finn. Um, Ali Price looks like an absolute man possessed just now in terms of just the absolute. Like, I remember talking to people before the Lions tour, and I'd said before the squad was announced, I said, I, I think, I, you know. I think Ali Price will go, and it's not because it's Ali Price, it's because the quality of scrum half in the Northern Hemisphere probably isn't that good uh, for those eligible for the for the, the Lions. Yeah, DuPont exploded. Exactly, yeah, basically, yeah. Everyone bar DuPont is <laughs> um, So, But Ali Price has, he took his chance to the Lions tour. He, he was very, very good, and he just seems to have added that new level to his game, Ian. Yeah, he's he's just he's very precise at what he does now. His box kicking is, uh, you know, it's always pretty much always chaseable. Whereas before, you know, is um, could be a bit hit or miss. Uh, his quality of pass is I mean, spot on, really. Um, I mean, one thing I'd maybe, I mean, I, I thought he was maybe lucky not to get pinged a couple of times by Poit. Um, because use it had been called at least once. Yes. And he was um still sort of rolling it back slowly. Um but yeah, he's uh like I said, he's just sort of very precise at what he does now. Um maybe it wasn't as snappy and, and as snappy as we sometimes get from him, but I mean I suppose like a, a top quality team we're playing against. So he has to has the game manage. Yeah, I think it is interesting, Johnny, that we talk about Ali Price game managing. But you look to the man outside him, 
and you've got one of, and I'm just going to say it, one of the best game managers in Europe who can make everything happen. It was it was a typical Finn game, and what what we've, what we mean by that is there was there was some outrageous offloads, there was some outrageous kicks, there was a few very 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 poor moments as well. It was <laughs> it was peak Finn. It was, yeah. I think the main difference with Finn in the last 18 months or so actually is the same thing that's really come on with Ali Price as well, which is that both of their decision-making's got a lot better. Finn still does try all the mad stuff that he, he used to try, but he tries it at the right time now. Whereas a year or so ago, he would just like, he'd just take an ocean to do something and do it, whether it was the right time to do it or not. Um. So he's kind of toned that down a little bit. And Ali Price's decision-making has, I think since probably this Six Nations, has got much, much better. So there, Ali's putting Finn in positions where he can try stuff in a sort of more sensible setting. And Finn's trying the right thing because they're both just making much smarter decisions now than they were before. Craig, what, what would you say then to the... Because after the game... And probably, I, I, I tried my best not to look at various social media platforms um, during the game, because it just enrages me. But um, certainly after the game, there was the the usual the usual snipers, the usual detractors um, saying about Finn Russell and I, I, more than one more than one player ratings piece um, has used that classic term, mercurial. Um, what's your take on that, Craig? Um, I can't really say it until we're uh, we're on the Patreon side of things <laughs> and behind the paywall. <laughs> um, you know, let, let's just say I saw. I don't know if anyone saw the um, the, the warm up piece that Rory Lawson did with him, um, and it was he is a different Finn Russell now. He's still got the ability of of cats at a raven. We can all talk about that. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Um, or you've already talked about it. But um, for for me, he sees the game far better now that he's um, he's come. You know, he's, he's he's expanded his mind slightly when he uh, going over to one of the best teams in Europe. Um, he's played with, he's played and been coached by some of the best coaches in the world. And I think, um, I think, you know, I just saw what, what Dougie Lowe's written there. Saying yeah, that I was just going to pop people, that up. Yeah. They've been questioning Finn's defence. Uh, he was underneath a couple of rucks. Um, and there's an awful lot of um, fly halves out there that uh, would uh, shout, your man, and just let people walk past them. <laughs> um, so, uh, what I will say is it'll be interesting to see her, see uh, Ginger here gets off going running down his channel and see if he takes him on or not um, this weekend. Um, but I think, uh, as I say, I, I would just I would put it out here again um, that he is one off, if not the best ten in the world at this moment in time, yeah. um, and we're very lucky to have him. I think I think that's that's reasonable. Um... Right, we're, we're getting there, guys. Should we do Cats at the Rave just now? Will we talk about the Cats at the Rave? I, I, I think it's fair. Um, we, For those of us that follow this podcast regularly, you know that it is the dream. We love nothing more <laughs> in this world than when George Horn, um, Finn Russell and Adam Hastings end up on the park 
at the same time, full cats at a rave. Uh, it happened again, which now has me convinced that Townsend's a fan. I think he listens to this pod. I'll tell you who's probably not a fan is I think that poor Chris Harris is not a fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> not only was it those three, it was also Doohan, Darcy and Hoggy. And Chris Harris must have just been looking around thinking, what have I got myself into here? It's like a chaperone at like a six-year dance. <laughs> mad with it. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, um, it was interesting in the commentary and the... the um, they mentioned the kind of like they actually they hinted that some supporters like the idea of these players being on the park together, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talked about obviously that that's not a so traditionally you would look at a close game like that, you would be expecting to bring on uh, probably a goal kick and fly half who isn't going to run the ball much, going to put you in good <clears> positions. <throat> um, the game generally would slow down a bit. Scotland seem. We seem to be double down on the idea that, well, let's just keep running at people. I think just more what it does is it gives you two very good kicking options, which means you can then, you know, boot into corners and, you know, tell what Australia they have to run it all the way back. Um, and also, they do have the eye for the gap, uh, especially with Hastings and Horn if they're fresh on. But I think it's more that, you know, it does give you two good kicking options, you know, so. If Hastings sees the space behind, there you go. You know, he can, he's pretty much guaranteed to nail it in the same with Finn Russell. And George Horn, of course, Craig, was he, he ran one of those famous Hornito support lines that he often runs and was probably one one good decision away from a second try for Scotland. Yeah, very much so. Got a little bit excited with that one, um, uh, and uh, and I, I thought I thought we're on here. You know, when I saw when I saw him coming up behind, um, but uh, as I say, it's uh, he is an exciting player. They were all exciting players, but they actually showed quite level headedness when they were all playing together. Um, obviously, that you know we couldn't have the control of um, Van der Volk because he's injured. Um, so we had to have <laughs> we had to have Hastings on. Um, so uh, so, um, but no, I I I I, I, I enjoy <clears throat> it. I enjoy, I, enjoy, I thought I thought it was going to. What what was needed was something was going to have to try and break the deadlock because it was very much like um, they'd both taken an antidote for each other um, and they were really struggling to get through. The defences were working so well. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, having those three on, you know, if they don't know what they're going to do, why the hell, how the hell is the defence in Australia going to, know, uh, yeah. going to know what to do? You know? Exactly. And speaking of centres, Johnny, um, you mentioned Chris Harris who, again, continues to make a mockery of all of those people. Mm-hmm. This guy, many other guys. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. It's okay. We, we own our mistakes. Um, he, he just, I mean, he's picked up right where he left off last season. Um, another phenomenal performance. Yeah, he's uh, an absolute revelation. He's just been... I don't see. I don't see how anyone's going to take the thirteen shirt off him, barring something serious or ridiculous happening, because he's just unbelievably solid. So 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 consistent. Uh, and speaking of unbelievably solid, Ian, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what what about our our, our very own Sammy? Sam oh, Johnson? Sammy! 
Oh, yeah. the collision with the Tong and Thor. Oh, yeah, um, a lot of people have seen Tong and uh, sorry, Tanelli Tupou, as his real name is. Uh, yeah, he should have been uh, done for his terrible tackle technique because he's gone in head first. <laughs> and but um, Sam Johnson has absolutely sparkled him, and it wasn't the first time that he he made meters after contact. I thought he had a really really good game. Um, yeah. You know, attack and defence wise, he you know if he lines you up, you are in deep trouble. He doesn't look like there's a lot to him. You know, he's not a Jamie Roberts kind of size, but he will hit you hard. Yeah, it actually makes me laugh, Craig. Thinking about uh, if you remember the the team the team sheet for the first for the Tonga game. And Sam Johnson was, I don't know if like if it was an intern who maybe done the strip pictures or something, but he had clearly been given Ollie Kebble's shirt and it was about 100 prices too big for him. And and this week it seemed Finn had given the shirt. Do you think there's, do you think there's something, that, can we read something into this? Or is it just somebody's having a laugh? I think it must be a, a fine or something like that that they're having to wear the wear an outrageously large shirt for some reason. Um, yes, I, I have to eat my words. I've got to say I wasn't. I'm, I've never really been a big Sam Johnson fan, but um, anyone that can sit down a, a prop that's probably seventy clicks more heavier than you are um, uh, and and spark him out. I think uh, I think he, he he played incredibly well, and um, he, you know he's he's. Um, it was an impress. Again, um, you look at the backline that we have, and I don't think there's anyone that we could turn in and say I'd rather have this person in over this person. People, you know, to 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 use a oh god, it's off a, off another podcast, but you know, it's 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 a saying of you know, yes, I understand you want another player in there, but who are you going to sit down? Yeah, um, to move them out. <laughs> who are you moving out of this? And, and there's not many people that. Uh, on the on the field that you could do that, and Sam Johnson had an, a, a very very good game. That's I mean it is it's a very valid point, and actually it's one of the the thermal nuclear hot takes that came from the the Xander Fagerson incident as well. Uh, was people saying I've never wanted Fagerson to be Scottish tight head? It's like who else? Who else do you want? Just give me a name. CVC WPNL. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> shut up. Sit down. If you're going to tell me Simon Bergen, I'm literally turning this chat off just now and we're, we're done now because... We need a good young Scottish prop coming through. Is it? Yeah, one. yeah. Well, Hi. find them for me. <laughs> don't, get, don't, get, don't get me wrong, WP Nell is a phenomenal <laughs> prop. He's a, he's a yeah. phenomenal tight head prop. Um, what I would say, however, is that he's... A, he's, he's he is... You know, I'd, rather see, I'd rather see Xander coming through and learning... Yeah. From yeah. WP Nail a little bit more yeah, work, etc. Ab- absolutely. You know, um, and, and and I'm sorry, but no matter how much game time he got, he's a, he's a British and Irish line. He should be getting a he should yeah, be getting a starting berth anytime he wants. Exactly. Uh, so moving on, we'll we'll, we'll kind of close this section up quite quickly now. The back three uh, return return of the do, um, Ian and I, I, I like I'm always concerned with Duhan. I look at him and I think. You're so gorgeous. Why are you running into big, scary men for a living? Why are you not modelling watches? Um, but he continues. To, he's got a. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't his best performance, but it was abrasive. It was big. Couple of high balls. One. Job done. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see how many meters he'd made. I think he was the the top meter maker. Um, okay. But uh, I can actually look this up while I, I yammer on. Um, 
No, he didn't really get a lot of ball in hand. Um, New Scotland seemed to want to try and throw it wide as quick as possible, which led to a few errors. Um, and it was usually so it ended up going on the, the right wing with Darcy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they seem to try and everyone knows what he's about now. You know, you set three men on him. But I mean, that's quite handy because it creates a wee bit of space for other folk. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a decent enough performance. You know, he didn't make any, there was no glaring errors. People always expect him to, you know, people are just waiting for him to make a howl or so they can go, uh, see, he told you he's a defensive liability. Um, but it's, you know, it doesn't seem forthcoming. And that actually, that reminds me, Johnny, of the the, the moment during comms where it was like, Duhan versus four Australians. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a fair yep, fight. Yeah. Yep. Fair yeah, fight. and I think yeah. him him and Hoggy's loss was, was a gain for a lot of the other Scottish backs in particular on Sunday because they've obviously been game planned out of it a lot by Australia. Because... Um, <clears throat> I mean, Australia are—they were tagging two or three men at least onto Duhan, and kicking away from Hoggy and and blitzing up to kind of hem him in and stuff. And it gave us op- opportunities in other places. So people have been saying, "Oh, no, you know, Hoggy was quiet. Uh, Duhan wasn't as explosive as usual," which, to be fair, probably is true of them. But then you have to take into account the opportunities that they made elsewhere because they were Australia's focus. So as soon as Australia are focusing on them, gives Darcy the chance to be one-on-one on the outside, or it gives Sam Johnson a chance where he's maybe running at a softer shoulder because they're, they're pushing out to try and contain Duhan. So you you can't just look at what they did in isolation and say they didn't have a very good game because they were faced with a harder challenge than everybody else. And by doing that, they made a lot of opportunities for everybody else. After, my only concern out of... Out, out, with the two of them, um, is Duhan was well known within Edinburgh as you give him the ball, you wind him up and you let him go. And and he would take on the player in front of him. Now, okay, fair enough. They've kind of gone from just minding him, you know, one-on-one and are now putting two boys on him. But Hoggy had the same situation. Um, and you see the speed that Hoggy has and the speed that Duhan have, has, and then you look at the speed that Darcy has, there's only one player that showed me on Sunday that when they take the ball, they run at contact with pace, and that was Darcy. The other two seemed to, every single time, would come running up at pace and then slow as they were coming towards the, the contact area. And, and okay, fair enough, there's self-preservation, and, and you know these guys are having to take big hits a, a lot within their, within their team game, etc., but... The, the reason we have someone like Duhan on the wing is that you expect him to just go on at full chat. Um, okay, for, you know, because that's that's the that's how I would use him. I would I would expect him to, you know, if there's two boys in front of him, you go for the gap in the middle, but you go at full chat rather than the minute you try to step to to to, to pull back and then step, you're going to get absolutely smashed. And Hoggy did the same thing. And Hoggy has been doing the same thing for quite some time. Um, and sometimes it works. But if you see at Exeter, the, he's he's at pace far more. And he's pushing, he's running around people more um, on arcs rather than, than trying to put come up to the, the, the defensive line and then put steps in. Because it never works. He keeps getting smashed. I, I do wonder, though, if Johnny's point is very right in that 
we did seem to be forcing the ball wide very early this weekend. Mm. Mm. And with that comes, you know, obviously Finn, Finn's got a phenomenal passing game. Ali Price the same. We were getting the ball wide at pace. And there was almost, I think that contact aspect, there was almost a fear of getting isolated because of the breakdown mm. threat that Australia mm. have. So it was kind of like slowing up to wait for support. It felt like to me, particularly with Duhan, because you're thinking, mm. yeah, there's three guys in front of you, mate. Just absolutely smash them. Mm. But it was like, take the contact. But there was, there was game smarts there. I do wonder tactically if that was the right play from Scotland. We did seem to be forcing it, and I don't think we needed to. Certainly, there was quite a lot of situations. I would have certainly said if we went through the phases a wee bit more, just Australia seemed desperate to give away penalties when they could. So, you know, just take our time and 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 then build. You know, it's the we talk we talk about it, it's the cliche, isn't it? That earn the earn the right to go wide. And we didn't seem to do that this weekend. And I do wonder, South Africa, you know, it might actually be funny that that tactic might be the one that might work against South Africa because it's like, you know, if you can stretch the play a bit more against them, get those really, really big forwards moving about, it might be might be the tactic. But it didn't seem right for Australia. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I, think, I think overall, the fact we're sitting, we're probably nitpicking on... You know, a few moments from Hogg and a few moments from Darcy. You know, Darcy Graham, I thought, was fantastic as well. We're, we're kind of nitpicking that we've got options in the back three, which um, is is a very un-Scottish feeling um, to have. And don't, and don't forget, of course, we've got Blair Kinghorn to come back in. So um, we're all uh, we're all eagerly awaiting that. Uh, I, of- you, you laugh and you throw your head back, but you never know. You might see him this weekend because if we go to 6-2, you know. Fully I think it's, yeah. Weekend. If we go 6-2, then he's, he's basically stuck on, I think. Yeah, and there was there was no laughing, there was no throwing of heads. Oh, there was, there was no a throw of a head from John I, McGinty. I'm sorry. I, I, I maybe did. A, I maybe did a little bit. I just right. kind of helped. Well, just you just doing stretching exercises. It's got a bad neck. Right, so let let exactly. Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. Right, so let's let's quickly quickly look forward. Then uh, six two split. Most likely, we all think any any anyone. Think so. yeah. See, I don't know now that. You know, South Africa have named their team and it's 5-3. Will we? I, mean, I, I, don't, I, th- I think we'll go 5-3. <clears throat> okay. you, you never know. You never know. You t- you tend to be right with these things, Ian. You, t- you, you have... You no, have no. <laughs> oh, we'll just go back to Bundyaki and the Lions. That's the uh, only one, I'm pretty sure. I think you got something else right recently, but uh, we're, not, we're not going to... A long so, time ago. Okay, right, well, let's... Is there any any massive changes you would make to that to that starting fifteen? Let's let's go there. If Scott Cummings no. is fit, I might have him in the second row. That's the only unforced change that I would make, and even then, I'd have to think about it. I'd like to see Hodgson start. If 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 you don't have Cummings available, um, I'd like to see Hodgson start over um, over Skinner um, and have Skinner on the bench. Um, to come on as a bit of niggle as a, 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 in the second half, but also put, um, sorry, put Skinner on the bench, go five three, can cover a lot back row. Yep, yeah, I, I I I honestly don't. I would say if we're going to if we're going to stick um, with a with a more open play, um, then you might uh, you might see a five three um, to not play South Africa at their own game. 
Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that would be an interesting one. But also, I, I, I still, I, I still would like to see Rufus McLean somewhere, not starting, but on the bench somewhere. You know, I, I really, think we, you know. we would all like to see Rufus McLean. I think um, so. He's a uh, he's phenomenal talent. Um, I think it's more likely Japan, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's going on in camp just now? There might be some. <laughs> Tuny master plan coming together. Um, f- final word to you, Ian, and we'll, we'll finish on finish with our with our regular listeners in just a moment. But final word to yourself. So, South Africa announced their team extremely early. Um, first of all, is that a sign of just absolute confidence, or is it like did someone get the date wrong? Uh, and secondly, what what's your take on what what South Africa are bringing along? Um, no, I think they tend to do that. I'm not sure why, but um, for your second point, ouch! Um, <laughs> that's that's a pretty bloody strong team. You know, even when you, know, you look at the bench, what's coming off the bench, not just the front row. You've got Lude Jaeger and uh, Jasper Visa coming off, and they're not exactly shrinking violets, are they? Um, yeah, it's and also you know they're. Um, Pollard's on the bench, so we're probably going to see them try to play a bit more rugby. Uh, Yanchi's boys are a bit more, um, well, not, as, not as kick happy. Um, I think the term you're looking for is Mercurial, Ian. <laughs> no, no, it most certainly isn't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, as, it's as strong a team as we could have imagined them to put out with what they've got. The only big names you're really missing, well, you know. Pierce Def Detroit, or Detroit, I'm not exactly sure how you might have pronounced it. Detroit like a tiger. Detroit like a tiger. Uh, and Colby at uh, um, yeah. you know, uh, But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty pretty daunting looking team on paper. Well, on that note, we will be back on probably Friday lunchtime as per uh, as per what we're doing uh, throughout these autumn series. We're trying to do a wee Friday preview. Once we know what the Scotland team is, we've, we've obviously, we've put our our wisdom forward and often it has proven to be uh, exactly the opposite of that complete nonsense but we'll be back, back on Friday for our only fins preview uh, looking at the team and giving our predictions um, but I guess for, for tonight we are probably done uh, with our regular subs, uh, regular viewers if you want to get more content and you're just loving this get yourself over to Patreon Get signed up and uh, we, we'll try and get you in. But we are going to go off now uh, and we join our super super secret Facebook page uh, viewers and we're going to have a chat to them about what's got our hands on the rock. And I can tell you, I think it might be quite a good one tonight because I think there's a few things happened over just the last wee while that might have annoyed uh, our guests tonight. Uh, but anyway... Good night to all, all those regular viewers. I am now going to try and faff about to try and make this work because I still don't know how this works. So if I switch these off, sorry, guys. Um, but I'll let these guys fill for two seconds while I do that. And then we'll take a wee minute to refresh ourselves and we'll be back. Night, night. Bye, <laughs> So we better fill, boys. Yep. Did you notice I have decided to just like fully lead in to pretending I hate Blair Kinghorn? Because I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Not surprising. Work. Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs>
who, 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 would, who do we start with Hooker as has been asked by uh, most of the I don't see any reason not to start him mm. I don't see I, I, I think you know if, if he um, I think Tony's a creature of habit and uh, I've got a feeling that you'll see Turner start and Nashman on the bench but I would rather have it the other way around but yeah you know, I think Tony. I, I think I don't actually see the. T- if 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 he goes down the same route as we as you've talked about, Ian, I th- I think he's going to. Um, I think that you'll see a duplicate team out. Right, you can stop filling now, guys. We're just going to take a wee minute to have a wee comfort break, just refresh ourselves, get our our angry juices flowing, uh, and then we'll be back for our yes. for our Patreon special. So, get a um, small massage. Uh, yeah, so just yeah, you know, it'll be like. Imagine like you're sitting in the corner for <coughs> a big boxing bout. You're like Rocky. You're just getting those shoulders going. It's like, come on, son. We slap in the face and that. That's what we're going for just now. So we'll be back in a second, troops. A slap 